everybody. Welcome to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. This is podcast number dos, duo, or however the hell you say it. I'm Joe Sebergandio, and thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hey, if you were part of the podcast last week, I want to thank you for uh, checking us out, whether you were listening to it on iTunes or whether you maybe checked it out on my uh, Facebook page, or if you even just checked it out on YouTube. Uh, we had a lot of fun with Evil Ed. Uh, Evil Ed will be with us throughout the show. And today's going to be a really cool night because this podcast features one of the hottest builders, welders, fabricators in our hobby. He's Jake Moe from Southern California. Jake not only uh, is here on site to talk a little bit about what's happening with him, he also brought two little surprises that we're going to share with you. So we got a great podcast uh, in store. How you doing, Emmanuel? Uh, I'm here. Yeah, he's here. <laughs> here. Thanks for all your efforts to date. Um Ed, how was your week, man? Uh, what was the what was the afterblow after the first podcast? You hear anything? Yeah, I heard a few things, but it was really nothing. Yeah, I I, I just kind of shy away from it. Yeah, I had um, I had a little bit of feedback. Everyone wanting to know, asking, "Hey, how was it doing?" And you know, and all the dumb questions. I, was like, I ain't got time for this. Yeah, I had uh, a few. Uh, responses, mostly from like my core friends, you know, they were the only ones like dumb enough to listen to the first one <laughs> anyways, but they, um, they said that they liked it. They said it was long. So, you know, they, they went back to it and I'm trying to figure that out too, because the podcasts that I listen to are typically like two hours. So oh. I was kind of following along with that, you know, and, uh, I, I think that it'll just kind of find itself naturally. You know, if you got a good guest and you got a good flow, then you keep it going. If not, uh, you kind of keep it short. Um, yeah, this podcast stuff is too new to me. Well, a lot of people think that it's like a, a radio show uh, and that you follow that etiquette, or they think it's a, a television show, you know. Um, it's kind of like anything goes. It's it's just podcasts are so that anybody can just have a right to say and talk about what they're into, you know, and there's nobody telling you what you can't do, <laughs> what you can't say. Uh, and it's kind of like whatever you do, whatever you serve up, you get it back. So I'm thinking we got some good things going on here. For those of you who may be uh, new, uh, which will probably be most of you, uh, thank you. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is all about mini bikes. Uh, we're putting a modern twist on vintage minis, and I'm going to do my best with the helps of guys like Eva Led and Jake to uh, bring on guests that uh, are kind of driving our little sport here, driving our little industry. And I've got I've got a slew of them coming up. Uh, a little bit later on in the show, not only will we announce some future guests, but Ed. We're going to uh, deliver it as promised, and we're going to announce the 2016 Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Hall of Famers. All right. And um, you helped with that as well. So that would be kind of cool. Um, so I was doing my little routine, uh, going online, posting some stuff, reading some posts, and I see that you had a little post this weekend with a little something in the back of your truck. Let's... Uh, let the oh, folks you know. Saw that, huh? Oh yeah, what uh, you you go visit Temecula Bob or what? No, I bought it off someone else. Actually, it was on Craigslist, and I have this motor. I have it in a Bonanza MX, but got too much horsepower for that bike. That bike's gonna flip. So I was gonna build a drag bike out of another Bonanza frame that I had. Extend the swing arm, put struts on it, give it a little more rake. So you know what? It's too much work for right now. So I was cruising. I saw that on Craigslist. I go, I'm getting that. I always wanted a Temecula Bob frame. So I'll start on that, put that blue wazoo I have in there and see what it does. 
that's probably not going to make Winber. No. Yeah. That's okay. Like for when I retire. Oh, got it. So you're going to take it easy you know on this me, one. I, I can't work on my own stuff. I have no time. Not with guys like me lurking around, right? <laughs> I got. I have other projects at home. I got to finish for people. Yeah. What yeah. What are some of them? Uh, one of them is a Bonanza BC fifteen hundred. I'm building a roller. And um, this guy's got his own motor. He's going to put in it a, a, a Hodaka E-Code. The frame's painted. Everything is uh, pretty much done. I'm waiting for the chrome to get done. And then I'll put it together for him. And then I have a couple seats to make uh, pans out of fiberglass for the MX. And I got three gas tanks I got to make for the Bonanzas. So just the... Just another week and a month and a year in a life with Evil Ed, huh? Yeah, it's just the same crap every day. Go to work, come home, do a couple things for a few hours. Like, look at my stuff, <laughs> cry, <laughs> go to sleep. <laughs> no, it's um, it's it's that's a, a cool little routine you're you're in, and you know the fact that people want you to either help them with their bikes or finish their bikes or start their bikes or build them. That's just people telling you that they love what you're doing, you know. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I just uh, kind of want to take care take care of everyone, you know, that needs something. But I'm time well, to where I want to work on my own stuff. Well, make that time. Uh, that's the thing about it as well, because this is all about old guys still wanting to have fun. So if you're not riding that bike, the th problem is I can't say no to anyone. This guy, you know, this guy with this bonanza, he calls me up. Hey, blah, blah, I hear you do what man to do this. You're the man to paint it. I want you to do it, and I'm in the middle of like two other projects. Then I go, yeah, bring it over, okay. So why don't I we can't do this? Say no. Let me try to help you. So all of you mini bike fans out there, like we all want something built by Evil Ed. I'm I'm lucky, but I think I I took a good approach with Ed, and this is one that you may want to take on. Like be mindful of the fact that the guy's got other shit that he's doing, including his own stuff, which he can't get to. Um, don't ask him how much it cost. He's gonna tell you when it's done. Like if you if you're wondering how much it's gonna be, then you don't want you don't want guys I'm like really Ed. not overpriced. No, I, I had to force more money on you. Yeah, you did. So so how about that? Um, don't call him and ask him how the friggin' bike's doing. Like I, you know how tempting it was for me to bother Jake. <laughs> you know, I, and I may have reached out a time or two, but you know the the thing is that the builder wants that bike in front of you as much as you want to see it delivered to you, but you just got to back off it's a little bit. not enough time. And day. if he needs anything, like you don't have to call him and ask him because you know what? <laughs> if Ed needs something on that build, he's going to get a hold of you. So that, that pretty much, that, that's, that's a nice little, it, yeah. all right, good. So don't ask how much, don't ask when it's going to be done. Don't ask if he needs anything. If you ask and, when it's going to be done, I'm going to tell you a week and it'll probably take two months. <laughs> all right. And you know what? Um, time flies. And, and think about it, though. It's worth the wait. So I had had um, some feedback through, uh, I believe it may have been either our website or one of the social media outlets. And it was from uh, Lloyd, I think it's Lampert. He uh, heard the podcast. Uh, he said he loved it. He's from Queens, New York, which means that he probably wasn't bullshitting. Yeah, uh, Lloyd Lloyd Lambert? Is that, that sounds familiar. All right, maybe. Well, probably is. He's probably listened because he probably knew you were on here. <laughs> so Lloyd grew up in Queens. He now lives in Miami. 
So if he comes to California, you do the whole little smile, right? And come yeah. down the East Coast. Yeah. Well, I did that. Um, he said that um, he'd like to hear about Alexander Reynolds and that um, he had one in 75. And that uh, he notes here, great first show, keep it going, which means he must want free garb. Um, so, you know, I've got an Alexander Reynolds, a Reynolds bike. Um, I had that, I purchased that bike from the two dudes from Auction Hunters. Oh, really? Yeah, what was the the big bald-headed guy? They were at my house. Uh, him and the other twinkle-eyed guy? Uh, ton. Tank. Tank. Ton. Oh, Ton. Ton, When did yeah. he change his name? <laughs> Yeah, ton. Ton, yeah. and the other dude, right? Yeah. So what were they doing at your house? Well, they contacted me to go to the storage unit and I Oh, I saw you on that. Bike. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, that's right. Yeah, I was on that show. Yes. Yeah. That, so that's the one. So foolish me not knowing that. I didn't connect the dots. I responded to an ad in Craigslist. Oh, was that where they had some kind of sale in Burbank yeah, or they, something? I go there like... I'm in friggin' flip-flops. I haven't shaved. I could be arrested for, like, being an illegal alien. I rolled down there, and I, I got, I got like a thousand bucks on me. I'm ready to buy some shit. You know, he said he had engines, he had mini bikes. So I go down there, and it was like, it was like a, a retail store. Really? So I said, Christ, I said, it's like a garage sale. Oh, this is not a garage sale. This is an estate sale. I said, oh, look. So I'm not paying friggin' retail for a mini bike. Three ninety nine for it. So I, I looked, and he had a Bonanza. That I've since um, given as a gift to one of my buddy's kids. Um, and I kept the Arco Reynolds. Excuse me, um, Alexander Reynolds. Um, I knew that they had, they had like a ton of both mini bikes and go-karts too, right? I'm not too sure if they had a go-kart. Yeah, they, I think they had go-karts. They were out of uh, New Jersey. Uh, I want to say like Hackensack. I never was a go-kart fan. I was two wheels. I, I, yeah, we did. We made them in wood. We made wood go-karts. We would steal the uh, shopping carts from the grocery store and take off those wheels. But everything else was wood and rope and, and nails. Yeah. Um, well, the Alexander Reynolds, uh, they had both. Um, they had the ones that I was more familiar with were those Easy Riders. I think they had an Easy Rider oh, and then yeah, an Easy yeah. Rider 2, uh, five horsepower. Those things were kind of trick because they had, they had like 12 volt lighting. They had like a little key to operate all that. You can get the different <laughs> types of exhaust. Uh, they had models that I want to say like the was a Bushwhacker, a Buccaneer, um, a Colt 22. So they really were doing it. They had a logo too that was pretty cool because it was the A-frame with the R built in it as well. It, it was kind of like that Baskin Robbins where they incorporated a bunch of messages within the logo. So they, they seemed kind of contemporary and they had this little tagline uh Alexander Reynolds, this is where it's at. You know, everything was funky and groovy, but those were pretty cool bikes. I noticed on oldminibike.com, too, that quite a few guys uh, are still looking for them and still have them. Yeah, that's a well, Is that back east? Yeah, it was more of a back, back east, east deal. Thing. Yeah, that's, uh, we didn't have a lot of them out here. It was bonanzas and tacos. Yeah, I, I didn't necessarily have any... Um, recollection of alexander reynolds it wasn't until i came out here but it turns out there's quite a few of them around there so uh hey lloyd um thanks for the the vote of confidence and hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight uh regarding alexander reynolds and um there's some visuals up there that you can check out if you haven't already seen them on the oh, podcast i think i know who, i think i'm a friend of his on facebook well say hello to him then hello lloyd all right lloyd um, yeah that's where i've seen that name see see you it's all coming back to me now so um 
I have, um, I don't know, I got like six, seven guys that really came to mind immediately for the podcast for guests. And our guest tonight, Jake Moe, was one of those guys that everybody talks about. Uh, if I remember, I don't know, I think it was maybe my second show over at the park. And Jake rolled up um, with those raw, badass custom bikes. And that was it, man. I was watching people falling over themselves to get to him. You know, and I was, there's guys holding their kids on their shoulders, walking around the park. And freaking kids were falling off <laughs> shoulders and people were getting, you know, pushed out of the way. And then we did that, that little half-ass uh, cackle fest where we let him fire up the bikes. And, man, when he lit up his bikes, it was just, it was magical. So, you know, as an event promoter, when you're out there trying to make some noise and you get a guy like him popping up, like I didn't know him from Adam. I didn't know he was coming. I didn't know who he was or what he was doing, but I'm sure Shoulder. thankful of that. So um, it's not just me, it appears. You know, um, when his name pops up and when the bike uh, bikes that he builds uh, are viewable, I'm hearing things like, man, this is like the sickest bike I've ever seen and the, the welding work and the fabrication work. You know, you're a guy who does some of that too. What, what's, what's, what's kind of the take that you've got? Oh, I seen him race that little bike that he's got at Verona. It's pretty good. You know when the big, strong dudes are all about drag racing, like when they're looking back, doing the thumbs up, you kind of know. So he's got that street respect too, you know? Plus he rides his own bike. There's no jockey. Yeah. Yeah, I like so. that part because I ride my own bike too. How frequent is that where the guy who actually uh, jockeys his own bike? Is it usually the other way around? Uh, if you go down to Compton where I raced, there's jockeys all over the place. Got it. The home alones of the world? <laughs> Most of the guys are too fat. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that. They're too fat. So they build a fast bike and it doesn't go as fast <laughs> as they want. With them on it, they got to get a jockey. I was, <sighs> I was listening to... Um, I went through that, but I won't mention any names. <laughs> I was listening to a guy who is um, a pretty popular country western guy, and he sells a ton of apparel. And uh, he, you know, he travels nationally, and you know, people range in a variety of sizes as you cross the land. So you know, you get to that point where you do like I did the XXL, thinking that okay, look, I'll sell a lot of larges and extra larges, but I'm better get some extra extra larges. Well, I needed extra 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 larges, <laughs> and then I started to have a tough time keeping track of the XXX and then the three X and the three X. So what he, what he does is he has one. He has one size that says fat fucks. So after you get to one point and, and he was, he doesn't care this guy. That's kind of like the notoriety that he has. And people love the, they love the tag. They embrace it wholeheartedly. And uh, you know, he's got shirts that literally if you put on a woman and if she stood up, it would be like dress, you know, to go to the floor. That's how big these shirts are. Uh, but they say in Texas, that he sells the most of those shirts there. In Texas? Yeah, they're not to the guys. They're for the well, guys' girls. Bigger, <laughs> they say like, everything's bigger in Texas. And it's the guys' girlfriends that are wearing them. So, um, yeah, we're going to uh, we're gonna have some extra, 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 extra larges. Uh, in fact, I've still got a box of them from last year. So if any of our big boys are uh, coming out to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion or you just need a T-shirt, man, <laughs> let me know because I got if I can get rid of three of those shirts, it'll give me a room for two mini bikes, you know, <laughs> inside that little closet. Um, so what's, um, what's the next month in store for you? You're going to finish up a couple bikes. You're going to plan to get to, uh, Winber. No, I want to finish that one bike for the guy, the BC 1500 and then finish those tanks and then maybe 
kick around on my own stuff. Okay. Hey, you mentioned a tank, right? Uh, um, yeah, I, the, the bike that we built for Fiberlock? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, oh, you got it wrapped. What do you think? Nice. So check it out. Um, this was built um, by Gerald over at LS Customs. And nice. um, I used my uh, friend who uh, does vinyl wrapping on cars. He wrapped this just like he wrapped our, our brake clean can. Every time I look at this now, I think of when I was trying to match the paint with that original. You did good. With that original can. Yeah. I just see globs of paint hanging off. <laughs> well, this was the original one, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. The only thing we weren't able to do because I rushed them is replicate the dimples. Yeah. And I and, and Gerald told me, there's Gerald. He's like, oh, gee, Joe, you know, I, I want to take on the job, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just new to this. And it's like, well, shit. I started scaring me, right? Um, man, I know he, he, he had some help, but this thing's machined perfectly. We got to get that smaller petcock yeah, adapter. And then, um, a little too big. will you make me a bracket, pretty please? All right. So this one's going to go on the CRC fiber lock bike that Ed put together. It's the one with the yellow stickers on it, on the tires and the, the Simpson net. Uh, I like building that bike. I thought it was cool. It, it was cool. And and thank you for doing it because the client thinks it was Had cool that too. NASCAR look going. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it hit it. It hit it right on. And um, I think we've got a few more opportunities going forward too. In fact, one of them um, was the one that didn't make the evil Ed cut the bike for pioneer. You started <laughs> on that one. And I think you're just in the midst of a lot of stuff. And yeah. that's the thing I loved about you. Like, you know, unlike some other situations that I've had where you know, you're expecting the bike. And, and I stayed true to my original deal, which was don't break the guy's balls. Just, you know, he knows if he needs anything, just let me know. Well, it didn't happen. And it's like, I got that feeling. You know, you get that feeling like shit ain't right. I got that feeling. And when I reached out, it's like, man, I've been meaning to call you. I'm not going to be able to do it. And it's like, what? It's like we got a bike that's due like in... So that hurts. That hurts when when the builder doesn't say, hey, we got a little issue. And I don't need drama. This is not about fake deadlines like all these other like reality shows. It's not what that was about. But he had it long enough to know that he had to make a trade show. So um, the help there um, and, and the heads up that you gave me is like, hey, look, man, I'm swamped. I don't, think, I don't know if I got this in me. I definitely don't want to let you down. What was my reaction? It's like, thank you. Okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> right? Yeah, I gave you enough time. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that to you. Plus, things happen for a reason. Yeah. And what happened? I get Jake to step in, and the bike that we're building for Pioneer Car Audio turns out through their recent sponsorship of Roadkill, they're now the official Car Audio. Well, they're gonna have that bike <laughs> that we're building for them. They're gonna give it away at a Roadkill event. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So. That's cool for everybody, right? It's cool for Pioneer. It's cool for our Roadkill Nation fans. Plus, it's cool for the guy who built it, like Jake, because that bike will be sh given away. <laughs> hey, how about um, Detroit Motor City? How about the guys in Detroit? And any actually, anybody who enters. There's a lot of mini bikes in Detroit. Especially, right? They're going to have a chance to check it out uh, up close and personal at the uh, Roadkill Night events, which will take place uh, in Pontiac during the Woodward Dream Cruise. I think it's like August, the week of the 19th or something like that. So we'll talk more about that later. But thank you because, hey, sometimes you can't finish a bike or you can't take on a job. And it's good for people to know how it works. Um, well, I'm excited about bringing on Jake. Why don't, we, why don't we take a second to do that and 
We'll bring him on, Ed, and maybe you can just kind of hang out here, too, and keep yeah, our little conversation yeah. rolling. Yeah. Yeah, let's bring him on. Jake Moe, everybody, one of the hottest builders and fabricators in the mini bike world. Ed, we'll do a little swap. We'll let yeah. him sit there. Oh, I'm tired of sitting in this chair. I bet you are. Well, be careful, too. And then, Eddie, maybe you want to just bring over the... Uh, <laughs> Look at these two. Old meat new. Ed, bring out the stool, and you can just join us right there. Up. Welcome, Jake. What's up, Joe? How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for rolling over. Thanks for having me. How was your day? Uh, it was a little uh, hectic today, actually. I got first off, I got metal stuck in my eye earlier. I overheard that. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't even be grind, rude. Grinding at the shop and uh, got a little piece of metal stuck in my eye. So I got to get you some goggles. Kind of a nightmare. No, I actually I got... had a pair. I have a pair with like nice foam, but got I put through. on the cheap pair real quick and figures the first time it bounced in. Oh man! So what did the doctor say? <laughs> Um, it's just like a little burn spot mainly. So they gave me some eye drops and stuff. But. He didn't say, hey, Jake, good to see you again. You're, you're not you're not in there at that often, are you? <laughs> I haven't been in there in a while, but I've had eye surgery a few times, yeah. Have you? Yeah. Well, I, um, is it a result of the welding work? Um, mainly grinding. Usually okay. just grinding, yeah. Yeah, there's kind of no way around that, huh? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Got some nice goggles now with like foam padding and everything, but. I was going to say, we'll I'm, be gonna, all right. I'm gonna check those out. You know, we we got to keep you, we got to keep you seeing. <laughs> um, right. Hey, thanks for being on the podcast. Um, thank you for this too. Yeah. Came out cool, huh? Came out cool. Came out more than cool. It's awesome. And it'll really, um, it'll really find a nice home somewhere here at my garage as well as, uh, at the event. Um, I love things like this. Put it on the trailer. Yeah, the trailer would look good. I love things like this. And I also, I love sharing stuff. I love, I love giving things away. This is something that's not being given away. Now, Ed, if you ask nice, I may think about it. But, yeah, thank you for this. How nice. I'm going to keep this right here on display. Cool. Um, when I was speaking with Ed a little bit earlier, I told him about the experience I had had when you rolled up for the mini bike show. And what a, what a nice surprise that was and what a stir it created and what a draw it became. So thank you for not only attending, but thanks for sharing all your craftsmanship with the, I don't know, at the time we may have had, I don't know, if, that time, that event maybe drew three, four, five hundred people collectively, you know, but it seemed like more. And they were all like hardcore guys and they really loved it. How cool was that? It was a nice little reception, wasn't it? No, that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of, I don't know. I didn't really have much. I mean, I built bikes here and there, but, you know, when I heard, when I knew the show was coming up, I got pretty excited to go and, you know, show people. I, I heard your first show was a pretty good gathering. So um, just wanted to come and show, you know, show what I'm made of. <laughs> well, you did that, uh, and you, you obviously, Ed had mentioned that he had seen you on the scene. Was it Barona? Ed, you checked him out. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so you have had, you know, you've had your time out there. Yeah. But mostly at the events, or mostly at the drag races. Um, I actually only went to the drag races once, and I or twice. I'm sorry. And then the your event, I went one time. I'm looking forward to this year, though. I'm gonna go big this year. Yeah, <laughs> in, in a lot of ways. Yep. So. I had received, I don't know if I was on the phone with Gerald. Ed, do you remember the frame, right, that I got from Gerald? Yeah. What was your recollection of that? It was a chopper frame. And was it JD or somebody? JD, well, it was JD's neighbor. It was his frame. He stored in JD's garage. And then he went into the military. And then JD had it, was going to do something with it. And then he sold it to this guy, Harold. Then Harold had it and sold it to Gerald. It's getting passed around. Right. And then I think you bought it from Gerald. Right. Yeah. 
Well, no one really ever did anything until Jake got it. And as enticing as that was, this was something that needed to be dealt with by somebody who knew what they were doing. Oh, yeah. And I had had it. That thing was staring me down. <laughs> that thing was staring me down in this garage. Every time I'd go to JD's house, he'd be sitting there staring at me like, should I get that or no? Then I bought the five horsepower IC, and that stared me down. And as I looked at the, the, whether it was some of the Bonanza, some of the other bikes that I was working on at the time, I was always just, that bike was just calling me. It's like, man, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm down for it. I think this bike would kick my ass. So, excuse me, I, uh, I woke up with what everybody else has here in this town, a little bit of a head cold allergies. I don't know what it is, but <clears throat> I tried to beat it down a little bit so I didn't sound so crummy on the, on the podcast. So I apologize for that. So I, I looked at that. I looked at that bike for months, and I got the engine, and now it's like two months more. It's like, man, this bike deserves to be built. This bike has to be built. And sometimes I'll wake up on a Saturday, and I'll just be on a mission. It's like, okay, I've been dicking around too long. The garage is getting cleaned out. I'm going to put the other bike up for sale. I'm going to go buy a Grom. I'm gonna get this. Like I was on a mission that day, and one of those one of those missions was I got to reach out. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can maybe get this bike built by Jake. So I talked to him, a time or two or three. Eventually he came down, and we had all the remember we had all the the parts kind of laid out there, and um, we put together a little gentleman's agreement, and he brought the bike back home. And I've been slowly having an opportunity to see it, uh, mostly through the old minibike dot com. Discussion yeah, group, I put right? Put it in for uh, for the build off for yes, year, yeah. and 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 I started to see, and Ed, you're on it often. Uh, I started to see the number of views, yeah. and I started to read some of the replies, and you are getting some really solid cred from this group of pretty opinionated guys. I mean, once you once you drop a photo or something, especially on that that build build up that they have, especially in that class. You know, you're pretty exposed, and you've gotten some really, really good accolades. Congrats on that. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, so, some pretty big guys on there, too. So, yeah. you know, it feels good when they have the, their good comments for me. They love your welding, Yeah. it yeah. appears. Yep. Well, I think they love just about everything you're doing on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what inspired you? One of these, uh, I think Ian, yeah, Ian Cordova, who's, who's, he's been at my event. Cool kid. He's got a group of guys that are, I think, Bakersfield, Southern California, He's a, he's a genuine enthusiast, not just mini bikes, everything. And he's always following our stuff, and I love that kid. He had he had asked me to ask you, what got you interested in, you know, early on in building, like, mini bike choppers? What what was it that got you going? Uh, mini bike choppers. My dad had, a like, a 48 Panhead when I was younger. It was a really awesome bike. So, you know, right off the bat, I was into the kind of old-school bobber scene. Um, but, you know, so I... So I uh, I really wanted to build my own just kind of mini bike, you know, so my dad helped me a little bit and, you know, I put like a flathead, I think it was like an eight horsepower or something on it and different wheels set up and things and like really got into it. And I mean, that's really what sparked it all off. And just, just as I go, you know, things that I didn't really like. So I just wanted to just keep building it how I wanted it. So every little part and piece, you know, I had to change. I always wanted to tweak with it, but, uh, and then, Actually, like before that, I had a, a bicycle. Like when I was really young, probably like 10 years old, and I put like long chopper forks on it and banana seat, and just kind of built it how I wanted it. But 
So you kind of started on bikes? Yeah, bicycles. Actually, sure, bicycles yeah. and then... Bicycles, BMX, because I was always riding my bike everywhere when I was younger. And how old uh, were you at that time? Um, probably like 8 to 10. 8 to 10. Yeah. Okay, well, that's that's kind of like an early start yeah. for that kind of stuff. And then I just started thinking, like, I wanted something a little faster to get me around. You know, my dad always had, like, a ton of parts everywhere. And, you know, I could just kind of pick through his junk sometimes. And, uh, you know, found some motors, always threw it on something and ended up making it work. So... It's funny, Ed kind of sounds a little bit a little bit like you and your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when same age, same deal. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's that connection, man. And I see it with you and your son already. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's another big thing because you know, I just want to show him like what what you can be capable of. If, you know, we're we're always like drawing stuff out. We'll draw mini bikes and he'll draw like some little thing that he wants to build. Then we'll go in the garage and make it happen and build it. So, and he gets all excited. So I just want to show him like, you know, what can be done with your hands, you know? Yeah. You know, you used to always hear you had to go like, go to school and you had to be like a get A's and be yeah. a doctor and be a lawyer, be an accountant. And the guys who didn't pick up on that, you know, you got ID'd. You're ooh, like white collar, blue collar and all that, all that, they, they sectionalize you and categorize yeah. you. But boy, that's changed. You know, you start to see some of the happiest, wealthiest, most recognized, accomplished guys, and they're in the blue-collar fields now, you know, and they're loving what they're doing, you know. Uh, I'm glad we kind of signed up for that gig. Uh, you think he'll kind of follow along in those footsteps? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. He's a super smart kid. I mean, you show him one thing, and then he's got to research it. And, like, you know, he's only seven now. He just turned seven. So, um, you know, super smart kid. I'm, I'm really impressed on just certain little things that he gets into, and then he'll go and just – you know, blow it up, start asking me a million questions and just want, wants to learn and learn more. So yeah, that's great. It's super exciting. To just, you know, be able to do that stuff with him. Well, and they're yeah. thirsty to, to learn. And yeah. I think that, uh, in light of some of the other options that most kids have, which is typically sticking their face in front of a TV or a cell phone playing, yeah. you know, games all the time. Yep. Uh, when you were young, you were working on the bicycles and you evolved into the mini bikes. Obviously cars has to be oh, yeah. a big, big thing for you. What kind of cars <laughs> are you into? Uh, well, I have a 55 Chevy two-door post. I have a 57 wagon, uh, just a four-door like family wagon. It's lowered and um, just all quad cab. original patina paint. Quad yeah. cab, we call them now. Yeah. This is four yeah, doors. Station wagon yeah. car. Yep. So um, that's kind of my next project. That's real close to getting running, but uh, the 55 is kind of on the back burner. I want to do it like a straight axle gasser, um, you know, up in the front, big radius fenders, big slicks and stuff. So that's down the line, though. <laughs> so tell folks uh, about your shop and what the name is and what you guys do over there. Yeah, my, my shop that I do out of my house, it's uh, MoFab Co. Um, I just do all kinds of metal fabrication, you know, mainly welding, tube bending, um, a lot of sheet metal work. Um, I've, uh, I just got a bead roller, a um, few different things. And then I also work um, at a shop called Unparalleled Customs in uh, Lancaster that I just got picked up over there. So that's been that's been a blast, too. Good. Guy Cody's been showing me a ton of stuff, you know, just, you know, bringing me to my next level. So what's really in the cool. shop over there? Uh, in the shop right now, we got uh, we do a lot of air ride and pro touring chassis and different things like that. A lot of sheet metal work. Uh, right now, I'm doing a firewall for a, a 51 Chevy Bel Air. It's all down on air ride, nice. all gloss ba- gloss black, real nice car. Um, and then we're doing upcoming. We're doing a 58 Chevy truck, uh, full frame pro touring, um, just bare metal. We're gonna do it from the ground up. And then um, two, uh, we have two like newer Silverados. One's paper plates, 2015 Silverado. Ah, sure. Guy brought in, full custom frame, body dropped, 
um, full air ride. So it's amazing what they're doing with the trucks, isn't it? Yeah, man, how much work it takes because I think that one has uh, has twenty sixes on it. So yeah, just the amount of work that goes into making that thing sit all the way down. It's all you know, all the way through the frame. You know, the inner tubs, everything has to be redone for to for that to work out. I used to uh, run around in the sport truck market for a while. In fact, I was a publisher of Sport Truck Magazine. Uh, That time, the industry was pretty much Belltech, 2.4 drop, billet everything. You know, they maybe shaved the taillights they put on the Corvette rear roll pans. And it was more like lipstick lipstick and makeup, kind of cosmetic than what they're doing with them now. I had to see, had the frame C-notched. Traders built the truck at the time because Traders was the place to get your truck done out here in Southern California. And then there was a place called Style and Concepts back in Ohio. Those are the two sport truck guys. They had the big mail order (laughs) companies and they had all the parts and they ran all the ads in the magazine and built many, many, many project trucks within the lowered sport truck market back in that day, the 80s, early 90s. Now to see not the popularity of trucks, and I'm really seeing that because I, I picked up a 51 GMC. I love that thing. That's cool. That's nice. It? It's pretty cool. Yeah, like my little 98 yeah. horsepower, 220. I've seen it in pictures, but it looks pretty clean in yeah, person. Yeah, it is. It, it, it like needs a little bit. the steak bed, the little Joe's thing. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, shameless self-promotion, right? <laughs> and uh, as soon as I did that, I was telling these guys, you know, the stain didn't even have a chance to dry it rain the next day. So I was like, okay, great. This is a little omen. But I, I've noticed the popularity with these trucks. Oh, yeah. And I, I just noticed the builds. And Ed, you may have seen them too. Now they're like, they're being built like drag cars. And, oh, yeah. you know, these guys that are, are building these trucks. And at the SEMA show in Las Vegas every November, you can always tell how the industry's doing by how many trucks are out there. Because when these guys start building these trucks, Eddie, they got a hundred grand in them. Oh, yeah. Do you know, easy, right? They get, easy, yep. Right? Yep. So, so when you see, when you go to the SEMA show and you see that all these manufacturers who are the ones that have the ability to bring in a feature vehicle, when, when there's a 150 huge lifted four by four no holes barred every nut and bolt replaced when when they're lurking around the show you know there's some money being spent you know that you know that the industry's doing good it's big bucks stuff ain't cheap for good work yeah you're exactly right (laughs) Uh, i also have a group out of uh nor cleveland area it's called the patina plantation uh boris and gary case a couple buddies of mine have it and they've captured that whole patina deal they have purchased about every C-Series truck out there that's available. <laughs> and uh, they're hot right now, those C-10s. Yeah. Oof. And the yeah. Impalas, the bubble tops oh, yeah. particularly. And they do, uh, what's he call it, a, a haircut, a shave, and a drop and a roll. They go through the suspension. They update it with Air Ride. They check the basics. You know, their brakes are working. Just get it functional. They leave the exterior, that patina, and then they, they sell it to a guy. Instead of selling it to him for 50 grand, they sell it to him for 30 so he can finish it up, and they're just turning vehicles. Yeah. And they, they're, they're turning them. So this whole yeah. custom build, this whole custom truck scene, and what's nice about it is that when you go to a lot of these truck events, what's in the back of them? Bikes. Mini bikes. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of mini bikes. So they're, they're, they're kind of helping with the mini bike scene as well. Um, I was asked, what, what goes into... Like, how do you start a build? What, what, what are some of the first things that you take into account? Is it spirited by an idea you have? Is it, do you base it on some parts that you have laying around? I mean, are there, is there like a formula that you have when you're deciding to build some of these bikes? Yeah, I just, 
you know, every now and then I get a little bit of free time here and there, which isn't too often, but um, I'll sit down and, you know, draw some stuff out. I'm kind of an artist. I like to just sit down and kind of doodle things, and I think I got that from my mom. She's a she's an awesome artist, painter, you know, everything, so a little bit of an artist touch, but I'll sit down and, like, draw stuff out and pencil and, you know, just draw a cool, clean-looking frame, something that's, you know, when I, when I make the bike, I just want something that's going to, you know, flow all the way through, like nothing... You know, that's really going to stop your eye. Like either everything's good or, you know, nothing at all really for me. I just want it to, you know, everything to look good all the way through when you go through. And then, you know, always you got to start with a nice, nice frame style. And as I draw the bike out, I kind of fit that frame style into there. And, you know, I don't really like a lot of space and different things. I try to, you know, fill all gaps and, you know, just make everything that's going to function on the bike, you know, fit into a small package. Did you name this little bike here? The little bike's just the drag bike, but... The drag bike. <laughs> yeah, just got a basic name. Ed, what comes to your mind you see a bike like that? That kind of tells you right off the bat, guy knows what he's doing when a bike like that rolls up. Oh, hell yeah. Like, what is it about? Is it just the... I saw that and I go, damn, that thing's bad. <laughs> so what do you see when you look at a bike like that that, say, like a, just a, a regular you know, enthusiast may miss? You know, what, What's notable to a guy like you when you see a bike like that? Um, well, I see he's got drag motor in there it's got it's just looks like a bigger drag bike scaled down but it's the little things too like the welds right yeah the, and and the welds the way he's got the seat set up that rake yeah, yeah the rake yeah i mean isn't that just on its own <laughs> so how long did a did that little drag bike uh from 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 illustration to you know, feeling that thing underneath your seat. You know, how long did it take for you to build that bike? Uh, that one took about six months. Oh, okay. Yeah, so not too bad on that. But, you know, I started watching the guys in the drag race scene and got all excited about it. Um, had Dustin Lee from Dustin Lee Racing Engines build me build me a nice little motor. Um, started off with a shorter stroke, and then we raced it the first time. Went home, tore it all apart, stroked it out, you know, made it faster. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's really... Uh, it's it's come a long ways actually. It's test you know I've tested it and you know we ran it a bunch of times and changed some stuff and kept trying more stuff on it and just you know started making it faster. Who are some of the guys that are on the scene that drag racing scene that you that got your attention that you've looked up to that that, that you think fondly of? Are there some guys out there that, that um, I mean stand the, out? The, yeah, there's a ton of guys, but the first guy is uh, you know Dustin. When I first started doing my mini bike stuff, Dustin Lee. Um, he was doing the big with the junior dragster stuff, and sure. he knew Charles and Primetime Brian. Charles all those mini guys. drag bike, yeah, yeah. Sure. And uh, actually, uh, I think it was Primetime. You know, called him out down there, and we we went down there a long time ago in Compton, like when the the scene was like real fresh. When was that, Eddie? A couple of years ago. Okay. Well, yeah. it might have been. No, this was this was longer. a long time ago. Oh God, that's why I was curious. Yeah, might this was probably longer, ten years ago. My time. <laughs> flame here is like yeah that happened yesterday no it didn't it was like four years ago dude <laughs> well at least you didn't forget entirely which most of us do it was 420 was yesterday like, what Surprise, we are you serious that long ago yeah because i'm i mean i'm 30 now and it, it was uh you know just when i was coming out of high school i think so it was it was a while ago. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Charles, like ten years ago, Ed. Ed nice oh, try, though. Yeah. So, I don't I don't know how long those guys were doing it then, but I mean it was down in Compton and so they, you know, all the same stuff that they do now. So uh, what happens when um, this white version of Colin McGregor rolls down there with this badass <laughs> bike? What, what kind of reception did you get down there? Um, the people were kind of tripped out on what we had. I mean, at the time it was just a Raptor with you know billet 
billet head, billet side cover, you know, everything done to it. Ran on alcohol. It was it was a pretty good running bike, but it was nothing, you know, fast compared to now, nowadays standards. I think their fast bike at the time was, uh, I think uh, it might have been Primetime Brian that had a, sure. yeah, he he had a World Formula. There for a while. World Formula Animal or yeah, something yeah, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. 305. Yeah. So where were those bikes running, Ed? What were they running? Yeah. Time-wise. Uh, quarter mile or eighth mile? I heard they have to run eighth because they'd fall off and they freaking run quarter miles. You know, <laughs> you know, quarter mile on something that low—that's a long ways to go. That's what I mean. So you almost have to go an eighth. I ran. I run eighth mile. Yeah. It's that same. Yeah. The Barona is an eight-mile track, right? Eighth of a mile, or is it a is it a quarter? It's a quarter. Oh, okay. Isn't it? It's a quarter mile. But Barona. No, Barona's eight. Is it eight? Yeah, eight. See, yeah. I can't even remember. So what about top speeds then? Quarter. Maybe more more pointedly. Where were those bikes running? Uh, 80s, 90s. Yeah, How fast do you think you were going? I think at the time, uh, they had it like quarter mile stripped off. And I, I think the bikes topped out back then at like 75, 78, something like that. So, so what about this whole 100 mile an hour shit? I mean, are people really going 100 miles an hour? Like, I know that they're... Well, they had dudes down there yeah. at Compton with uh, radars. 90 was the highest, 90, okay. 91. So that's what I'm getting at, this 100-mile club, which is a pretty esteemed club. I know the 200-mile-an-hour club with the salt flats is a big thing. Um, and you start running in those you start running those numbers, you're in a group by yourself. But I, I never had really heard or had heard from anybody with any solid information that somebody's running 100 miles an hour. I haven't heard anyone run 100 yet. Uh, I think they've been like 95 in the 8th at Barona. Yeah. 92, 95, somewhere in there. So we're knocking, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So And that's eighth mile, though. That's just acceleration. If you build a bike for top speed, I mean, with some of these motors these guys have, I think it's it's going to happen. No problem. Well, that's the reason why I ask. It's like, what do we got to do to go to 100? You know, let's 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 get to 100. Let's let's yeah. find out who's going to build it and who's going to ride so it. so many guys researching the heads now and... Cam timing, cams, rate, you know, rocker ratios. I see it. I see it. Um, like Big Rick rolls in with his bikes, right, at the show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you see Charles with his posts. Big Rick, that's yeah. my man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you, Big Rick, for bringing out. He, he gets on there and rides them, too. Yeah, he's a big boy. <laughs> he's a big boy. He's a big boy. Big Rick, I got an XXXXXXL for you, baby. Yeah, Big Rick uh, was, you know, it was a shame we couldn't get, uh, Vernell to get up here last year. We inducted him into the Hall of Fame. He was running sideways, and Big Rick was ready to come up. Vernell didn't make the train up, so unfortunately we missed him at the show. So he was inducted into our Hall of Fame. Hey, maybe this would be a good time um, to talk about the Hall of Fame. Uh, you're a member of the Hall of Fame. Congrats again on that. And Thank you. guys like you're welcome. Guys like Jake. Obviously, there'll be a home there for you. But this year. We had promised last podcast to announce the 2016 JMBR Hall of Famers. And the the first inductee is Ray from Little Indian Mini Bikes. Him and his brothers started the whole little mini bike whole little Indian mini bike deal back in the day. And they they did it. Those guys you know, they had hired a playmate buddy to be on their ads. You know, they, they they went big time. They had a building and a huge facility, and they were spitting out mini bikes. And that was back in the days, Ed, when they were buying them as quick as they were selling them. Yep, I will say. 
Oh, if I get one of those mini bikes, I'm gonna give me a girl like that. It was all that. It was all that. Put her on the oh, back. Right. It, was, it, was, it was. It was. It was that and some and little Indian. You know, there were a few little Indians back on the East Coast where I was. Not not a ton of them. I think it was kind of a, a local Detroit, and then that kind of the the heartland. That bike was popular. I have one. It's one of their more modern versions over there. They're still available through Allied Leisure, Little Indian Mini Bikes. And they sell the two-piece and the three-piece, everything but the motor. And they're still going. But they tried it, and they, they went big time. These guys went big time. And they rode that wave up, and that wave came down. And it wasn't pleasant. And all this happiness sometimes turns into dissension when money ain't coming in. And brothers go their separate ways, but he's still in there. He's still available. You call that guy up at 80 years old? I talked to him about mini bikes for a half hour. Really? And he's st- Yeah, and he still loves it. And he still knows every size bolt for the kickstand and what you need to put the... You know, it's, like, it's cool stuff. So I have offered for him to fly in. We'll fly him in on Southwest, and we'll stick him in the Ramada Inn at Burbank, and hopefully he'll be here, and he'll be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And then, Ed, um, a guy that you're close to, who has... You know, before your bike had attained so much notoriety, there was always one guy that would show up, and whatever bike he brought, that one got a lot of notoriety. Uh, he has a tricycle, or however you want to refer to it, the three-wheeler that uh, was at the show last year that stole everybody's attention. Bonanza Chopper. Yeah. Into a trike, yeah. Uh, Taco Bill. Yep. Uh, William Perea will be inducted into our mini bike Hall of Fame. Yeah, he deserves it. Yeah, so he Ed, got every taco ever made except for one. I thought he just got that. <laughs> oh, did he get yeah, it? Yeah, I, I thought he just completed the whole. Oh, because he knew a guy that had the one, but the guy would never sell it to him. Maybe he did, ended up getting it from the guy. I don't know. It's it's patience, and, and look, if he had that last one to close the close down the show, he probably was patient and patient, and you know maybe you spend a little bit extra money to get it. But uh, you know, I I would be remiss to start talking about all the things that he's done because you know better than I do. Why don't you talk a little bit about Bill and you know what what kind of prompted him to be such a well? Obviously, well, he's had tacos for years. What was the taco thing with him? Uh, maybe like everyone else, the color. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Keep saying you know, they were cool. Um, I really don't know much about his dealings with the tacos. Uh-huh. I met him, uh, well, a few years ago, but oh, well, you know, my mind maybe it was 10 years ago. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> well, he has every one in the collection. How many yeah. tacos is that? How many bikes would that be? I was at his garage and got them lined up in the rafters there. So uh, it's got to be on the shelves, I mean. And, uh, is it 20? No, I think he's got more than that. Because I didn't know that they made that many more models. Excuse me. So he's he's obviously not only a collector, but he's a he's a builder. But he might I I think he might have like every year. Yeah. Okay. Every year model. Got it. So, so there's more than twenty. Yeah. Without I was just thinking of every model. You multiply every model times how many years. So I went over to his house and it was like a pizza party. I was more interested in the pizza than counting me. <laughs> well, hopefully an Italian made the pizza. Most of the pizza in this town is made <laughs> he by He ordered it from somewhere. It was good. Yeah, it's good. I'll make you a pizza sometime. Man. In fact, I'll make pizza for you for the podcast sometime. How's that? Oh, cool. So Bill and Ray, 
will join us, um, hopefully, and I think for sure we'll see Taco Bill, and, and maybe we'll give him a little relief this year. We won't have ask him to judge bikes. <laughs> you know, one of the things that um, I didn't take into account, Ed, is that by asking him to judge last year and asking you, uh, because you guys are pretty cool, it almost kind of takes your bikes out of the elimination or out of the. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, about that. which is so cool because I knew bikes that. Bikes aren't that good. My ride, my bikes. They're not show bikes. They love your bikes, but Bill's bike, the the, the trike. That particularly got a lot of attention. In yeah, fact, I got some great nice photos of that bike, that. so I would have liked that to have been a part of it. But in our eyes, that was definitely one of the top bikes there. So thank you for that, Bill. And congratulations to both of you guys. Um, I hope that we get Ray out here because, again, as I said, he has uh, so many cool stories. And sometimes I have to kind of prompt him, you know, because I, I look back and I saw some of the things that he was doing. I actually took some cues from him. And I was, I, I had had thoughts at one time about trying to resurrect and, and build a bike and, and sell it and market it and do all that. And as I started to read about what they had gone through, the little Indian brothers, I was on that path. I was on that path. And I think I was on that path where I had the same passion that they did, although there was three of them. I don't think I had anywhere near the mechanical prowess that they had, or for that matter, the deep pockets. Um, but they had to have had a little bit of what I had, which was passion and energy at the time. I, I know we shared a little bit of that. And then they validated my interest because they made it happen. But that was a different time. It was a different time. That was, that was the time of $124.99 mini bikes. You know? Uh, it's crazy. It is. And, <laughs> and, and liability and insurance and things like that, weren't, you weren't as exposed as you are now. So, uh, yeah, that's a, you know, and and I, I had just cars like that. I think every, <laughs> you know, forty years ago I had cars that I wish I never sold, and I sold them cheap. You know, now they're worth a fortune. I had a forty-nine Merc that I traded a Kawasaki nine hundred for, did it up, <laughs> sold it to H. B. Halicki. He's the one that put on that movie Gone in sixty seconds. Right. He oh, had it in oh. his uh, storage deal down there. He died. Telephone pole hit him on the head during a filming shoot. Anyway, they auctioned it off. Some guy bought it in Santa Barbara. How much? He sold it for forty grand. And you? I sold it for eight grand. He did a little better than you did. I had some cars that went to Sweden too. I had a '56 Chevy I built. Cruz Van Eyes Boulevard did it all the time. Swedes were out there. Hey, you want to sell that car? Yeah, I'll sell it. Sold it to them. In fact, the guy that bought that car, he still owns it. Must have been a well-built car. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of that at the time. Remember, oh, I had a low rider cars. I had all kinds of cars. I had a chopped fifty Ford, um, a seven, a, what was it, a '69 Grand Prix, all metal flake. Walt Prey painted it. Sold that car to a it's, guy. It's crazy. Sweden. It's crazy how all the traditional American stuff's so big overseas. Yeah, That's a sold trip. that to a guy. It's crazy. Don't you think the mini bikes kind of fall into that muscle oh, yeah. car? That, that muscle car mindset, you know, they, they've got that same heritage from that same time. It was all about just that, not wild and reckless, but, you know, mini bikes, they really were. You know, you, you, if you bought a 340 Duster, that guy had a mini bike. You know that guy, that guy bought a Cuda or a 69 Camaro. He was a mini bike guy in the beginning, right? Oh, yeah. So just when you go back and 
Like I was into A bodies. So when I had more than $12 to my name, I started to buy a few of them. And I started to buy them around the 80s. I bought a 72 Dodge Demon, I swear to you, from a little old lady in Pasadena. No bullshit. <laughs> Disc brakes, wow. 67,000 miles. 340, a blue engine, orange orange uh, air cover, and um, 727 torque flight. Drove the car, drove the car. Original paint, original friggin' everything. I wanted to buy a house, like everybody else at the time. I sold the car for $7,000. <laughs> I had I'd gone through the car completely. Now... Like 30, 30 grand those cars. You find an original paint seventy. Now the seventies were a little bit more popular because the compression was different, like ten to one instead of eight and a half to one horsepower. Maybe forty more horses in those seventy models. But we've all done it. I had an eighty-five one-off Monte Carlo with a four sixty-eight rat motor and a Paul Rossi <laughs> built seven hundred R four and a Mark Williams rear end. I used to drive that on sales calls. <laughs> okay, um, and I sold that for twelve thousand five hundred dollars. A car like that now, there's $70,000. So I think we've all gone through that unfortunate deal where we've let some of our good shit go for a low price. But um, I've done pretty good with my mini bikes. But, you know, I, I've turned a lot of two or $300 buys into good bikes or bikes that I've rolled for a lot more than that. Some of the bikes I've actually used as uh, starting points for some of the builds with some of the companies. You know, some of those Rutmans that I, yep. I purchased, I ended up using for the for the giveaway bike so those those actually came back um, we're going to take a quick little break uh, i apologize folks for the the head congestion and the, the the irritating noise as a result of that but um hang in there with me we're here with jake moe we're here with evil ed it's joe's mini bike reunion podcast it's podcast number two we got a little bit more show to go and uh, we hope you stick around with us thanks Everybody, we're back. It's uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. It's podcast number two. I'm here with my main man, Evil Ed, and Jake Moe, a mini bike builder, welder, fabricator extraordinaire. And Jake, before we took a break, we were talking about a bunch of things. One of the uh, bikes that's currently within your mitts is Frankenstein. We talked a little bit about that earlier in the podcast. Uh, we talked about the origin of that bike and the 50, 60 people who had it before you got your hands on it. Um, Let's talk a little bit about that bike. You were nice enough to load it and bring it up uh, from your place. Um, talk a little bit about that bike. Maybe we'll just kind of start at that front with that bicycle wheel or that bicycle tire, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so it came to me. Uh, you know, I came down to check it out. Joe had a pile of parts uh, sitting right here in the garage, actually. And um, huge Springer front end. The thing must have been, what? 20 like, feet? <laughs> yeah, it was huge. Um, frame came down. It was a pretty nice chopper frame put together. Um just a few things that I seen right away was the frame that I wanted to change and um, just do it kind of more of my style, like single down post, split it, split off, keep it narrow so you can drive it and turn it. Um, before it was pretty wide, so it would scrape and stuff just on everyday driving. Um, and then, yeah, obviously when I got it back to my shop, I just laid it up on the bench and laid everything out and 
started going at it. I actually had the frame completely cut apart. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> this and was as it was going through the metamorphosis, yeah, wasn't that, it? That was uh, the, this was when it first got there, right? That the, was the start. Yeah, yeah okay. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. we're making some headway, huh? Yeah, that's the frame. I cut it apart, made it smaller, more compact. Um, just fit everything in there pretty tight. There were some examples of your handiwork right there. Yeah, yeah. I'm really going to do a lot of uh, metal finishing and different things. A lot of stuff that I'm learning at the, the new shop that I'm working at. So uh, we're going to display a lot of that on this bike. Now it's starting um, to shape up, huh? Yeah, exactly. I had to bring the rake back. The, the original rake was sticking. Like, yeah. man, it was straight out. So it would have been real hard to ride and um, not real practical. Ed, you were following along on some of these photos, weren't you, when he was oh, posting? Yeah. yeah. What were you thinking when he started to so pop up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was getting like tighter, tighter, tighter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and you said you like that. You like you don't like yeah, a lot of open I space. I like to. It's a mini bike, so I want to kind of stick to the mini part of it. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, these posts got a lot of uh, kudos too. Oh yeah, detailing some of your custom work and mm-hmm. and, and welding. Uh, again, look at that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that that stuff that looks impressive on anything, man. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's just some uh, some MIG welding too. Just have a little uh, Lincoln 140 um, at the shop I'm working at now. Man, I'm using the TIG and everything, so uh, you'll just you'll start to see some some real nice stuff coming. What are out you of doing it. here with this? Just, um, just, just making some new back plates. The old ones you had an axle ran through, but right. it still had like uh, you know the old bearing support to run a live axle. Sure. Um, so I just made new plates and got rid of all that. Just While you're putting that bike up. together, was yeah. it was it was it kind of coming together the way you, you had hoped? The way- a little bit. Um, the, Any challenges? The back seat area, I started making it and kind of thought what I had in my mind, but I changed that thing like three three or four different times. I saw two of the changes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, you, you think of something in your head and then you put it on the bike and sometimes it just doesn't fit the bike how you want it to. Yeah, there's the original front end. Huge. <laughs> As I started to see it uh, kind of take shape, Ed, uh, Jake and I were in touch and we started to talk about you know the, the finishing part. I like the paint. It's like, dude, we can't paint this bike. There ain't no way we're painting this bike, you know, to show off all that beautiful work he's done. And that, and, and, and honestly, it's that raw look that you're known for that, that yeah. really I wanted to, to, to capture as well. So, um, yeah, there's, there'll be no paint on that bike. No. <laughs> um, what about that five horsepower? Are we okay with that five horsepower motor? I mean, obviously that bike's set up for, you know, could conceivably carry like one of those engines on that drag bike of yours, but you know, I really wasn't going for that yet. Mm-hmm. I know we can always like drop something powerful in there, but right now I want to kind of something like well, and that five horsepower. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a virgin motor from oh, what yeah. I understand. Yeah. Things in real good shape. Actually, I popped the head off oh, just good. to look at it, but, uh, yeah. yeah, it's real clean cast iron cylinder. So it's, you know, n- hardly anywhere. You can still see hone marks and everything in it. So good. it's pretty much brand new. Yeah. Um, and, and you got the dual roller bearing block. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to throw some stiffer valve springs in it, let it rev a little more. Um, but it'll it'll run pretty good. I've ran those motors a ton of times, the dual bearing ICs. Sure. Because they have the dual uh, bearing crank and then the cast iron sleeve, usually better valve guides and things like that. But Yeah, those um, ICs are kind of like the ones to find. Yeah, uh, yeah you... that's the that's the hot one for the five-horse Briggs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ed, we um, we've got two of probably some of the cooler bikes that like show up in front of us here. When you go to Winber for their reunion, are some of the bikes that are on display there are they starting to take on this style, or are they still more of the traditional? Most of them are traditional. Yeah, slightly modified. Uh, yeah. What, what kind of response do you think that these kind of bikes would get rolling up over there? Uh, they, they would go crazy over it. Yeah. Maybe we, um, maybe we find an opportunity to, 
to invade that event. Um, I'd like to go there just based on, I'd like to support it, I'd like to be there, and it is the biggest event in our industry. I have fun every time I go. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool, you ride everywhere over there, they got trails up in the hills there, might run into a bear, you never know. <laughs> no, how cool though, right? Yeah, it's awesome. Because <laughs> we're still confined with riding here. That's true. Every time I start my bike, and it's not often, I don't know what it is. E, the other night I fired up the chopper. I took it down the driveway. I made a right-hand turn. Who did I run right into? The sheriff. They're right there. <laughs> so I, I turn around. They had other fish to fry instead Waiting of Waiting for you. Yeah, right? <laughs> the other time, I, I, I was riding it towards right past your house, and a guy stopped me. It's like, shit, here we go. He had a mini bike when he was a kid. He knew the mini bike event. He knew Joe's mini bike. He's like, ooh, we dodged the bullet on that one because they can they can take the bike. They can oh, break yeah. your balls. I had no helmet on. I had flip flops yeah, on. They start getting all into it. You know, yeah. no registration, no VIN number, yeah, no plates, they, no lights. <laughs> we know that they're they're taking yeah. it from a lot of our buddies yeah. down in uh, L.A. Yeah. You know, those those guys sometimes are are, are are the victim of getting those bikes taken away and impounded. They want six eight hundred bucks to get them out, and they never see it's them again. A, it's definitely a big part of the mini bike scene. I think anybody that has mini bikes has ran into the cops <laughs> yeah you know it's all your approach to yeah. um uh, I'm, I'm a big please thank you i didn't know just plead ignorance right and forgiveness yeah what are you building what's what's on outside of the frankenstein what, what's on your plate now uh project wise anything on the horizon that you want to talk about um yeah i have some actually cool stuff coming up for the for your show this year i want to bring I'm probably going to bring about 10 bikes. Wow. Yeah. Hey, Emmanuel, give them the group discount. Yeah. And they're going to be all bare steel. Oh. Just all bare steel. And probably um, the drag bike's probably going to be at, like, the lowest level. So everything else will be better up from there. As far wow. as the metal finish work and stuff, I'm going to run, like, probably half flat heads and then half of, like, a newer style overhead valve. You know, I had the dyno last year. Yeah. I'll I have missed a... that. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I struggled because I, I didn't think I was going to be able to find one. And I found one. The guy was pretty cool, but it was enclosed. Uh, it probably wasn't the most contemporary dyno. Uh, I'm trying to work. You know, the, there's another scene, the, the the contemporary scene with the guys with the groms and the ruckuses. Oh, yeah. And I've got some really good support from uh, my friends over at Steady Garage. Yep. Built some sick bikes. Oh, yeah. So they've been a supporter of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion since the beginning. And I've been talking to Kevin about there. They've got a dyno in their shop. Incidentally, so if anybody ever needed to get their bike dyno, they can get it done over at Steady Garage, but it's portable. Wow. So I'm going to see if I can get that there this year, Ed. Put it in a little bit of a different location so it's kind of front and center. I was a little afraid that I would um, have some have some issues. You don't know if someone's going to grenade. Yeah, you don't know. You know I, I don't want to make too much noise because I'm in that park and there's yeah. residential areas there. So I kind of took it easy. I, I told the, the folks it was a diagnostics display. I didn't mention it was an engine dyno, right? So we're going to bring it back there. I just want to kind of keep it a little bit tame. So uh, for those of you who dig the whole dyno aspect of this, and they're into the engine performance, uh, that's another reason to maybe check out our event this October. Same same spot, CV Park here in La Crescenta. Yeah, come on down and see what your bike really does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. interesting about what, what, how, what it, how fast it ran how fast before you got there. Versus... How many horsepower do you really have? <laughs> But, you know, it's all good because it kind of keeps us tight. And we have a little bit of fun. Uh, we gave out some uh, plaques for some of the best dyno runs. Um, and we didn't have a lot of folks initially that wanted to take part of it because they didn't know it was going to be there. So it'll be there this year. Uh, and hopefully it'll be provided by Steady Garage. So you're going to you're gonna be working on 10 raw bikes. Thank you in yeah, advance one, for that. One of them is going to be a, a new drag bike. Yeah, We'll do a Terminator motor with Terminator clutch. 
so it's going to be something real mean. Have you started most of um, or some of or any of these yet? Yeah, most of them. Most of them are bikes already built, but five of them are going to be brand new. So, yeah. So where do you keep your bikes? Like all in one spot or you have them? Like I've got bikes all around the city here. Uh, A few of them I built for my buddies, so they have their bikes. Sure. And then if if there's a show or something, you know, a little get-together, a local car show or something, have them bring them all together. I'll go tune them up real quick and get them all back to par, and then uh, then we'll go for it. So uh, you're – are you – what specific city are you in up there? I'm in uh, Palmdale. Okay, so – the folks at Palmdale got to be pretty used to Jake Bow mini bikes, huh? Yeah. Are you out there? So the... every time I bring them out, everybody always gets a trip out of them. But um, I think, like you were talking before, you know, people will walk right past a nice, you know, real $50, nice thousand dollar Nova. Uh, the shop I'm working at now. I mean, even my boss Cody brought it up. We have these like nice slam trucks and old classics, and people will walk right in and, what the heck is that thing? The mini bike. <laughs> drag bike will be sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. His trip out on that stuff. Well, even yeah. when you're unloading the drag bike. Uh, a little while ago, the 68-year-old grandmother and the three-year-old kid, both are like, mini bike, mini bike. <laughs> you know? It's, it, it, yeah. and, and I think that's the coolness of what we do, that it captures that interest from such a, a young three-year-old, four-year-old kid up to a 68-year-old <laughs> woman. So that, 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 He's driving a little electric car. Yeah, yeah, that John Deere tractor. He's a future mini biker. Yeah, everybody's <sighs> always like, you know, start building some big bikes. I have fun doing the mini bikes. Yeah, you know, not well, a lot of people do the kind of stuff that I do on the mini bikes, so it's, you know, it's just kind of it's fun for me. I I just got the sense, and I said this in the podcast, the first podcast, is that you know within the mini bike world, it's within our grasp to really take charge of it. There's guys that already have the the motorcycle scene and the custom bike scene down, as well as the obviously the car scene with all the Troy Trapanias and Chip Fooses and all those dudes oh, out yeah. there, right? But I do think that there is. Um, there's a bright future for 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 you, Jake, and it, it's based largely on the fact that people like raw now. People like independence. They like guys like you, man. They like guys that are doing it because they're passionate into it. That they they don't talk it, they live it, and that their bikes ultimately speak for themselves. Uh, you've got a lot going on, uh, and I'm hoping that there's going to be some other things happening with the two of us that'll give you even a little bit more spotlight. And it has to do with roadkill. So we talked about that Pioneer bike. The Pioneer bike was a Rutman. Um, the the Rutman bike has a uh, like a five horsepower engine, and we were going to try to we we're going to highlight that bike based around the audio components. So it it's got that fairing with the head unit and the speakers and where the headlight is. There'll be speakers and the seat so cool because that's kind of like our subwoofers and a vibe. So we seats got, the best part. What you think? <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, I like that. Yeah, a lot of came comments. out nice. Yeah, there. I can't say who built the seat because did a good job. Whoever yeah, did he, it. he did <laughs> um, because he will get inundated. Um, but for those of you who really need to know, I, I've got some information. But that bike, that Pioneer Rutman, that's one that's in your stable now. Yep. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty cool build. It's going to have a full head unit, amp, um, you know, battery supply, speakers, everything. It's got a whole fairing in the front. Uh, it's going to hold a speaker. We're going to do a little, uh, you know, speaker in the back with like a little tail light housing or something. We're going to, you know, do some stuff to fit it all in nicely. Started picking at it, laying out the parts a little bit, uh, but this coming up month will be pretty much dedicated to that and we'll get it all together and figure it all out. When the bike was coming along... Uh, it's going to be a trip, though. It's going to be... <laughs> and that's what, that's, I haven't seen anything like that. <laughs> well, the bike uh, was built for Pioneer Car Audio. 
because they have a lot of compact units for small cars, yeah. scooters. So uh, and now everybody is really um, plugging in iPhones. So there's a lot of ways you could draw sound, but everybody wants to have tunes on whatever they ride, including <laughs> mini bikes. So now we've got that battery that's a yep. part of it. Have you figured out where you're going to put that battery yet? Is is that because I uh, I, was, I still as I think about that I wonder where the hell I would put that battery because we got that battery powering all the audio, right? Oh yeah, yep. I've been kind of laying things out and looking at you know how everything is going to go, and that, I think that's going to be one of the last thing that that kind of gets fit in. Sure. So. Yeah, it has so, to fit around a lot of other things. So Well, Ed and I had talked about where we we're going to put it. That was yeah. kind of the same thing. It's like, well, we'll figure that out. At some point, we know it's going to have to go somewhere. I think I was going to put it in front of the motor, down low by the motor plate. I yeah. I don't think I was going to put it. Yeah, for some reason, I was thinking, you know what? We're going to have to probably build like a, add a lip to the frame somewhere and just kind of put some bolts and wing nuts on there and just get it on there. But it's like, you know, that's why I take a step out because I, I start thinking about hands-on work on a bike and then there's problems <laughs> so the the pioneer bike had not yet had a home in terms of how it was going to be ultimately given away the 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 plan was it was supposed to be given away at the ces show this past january and thank god the products that they wanted to showcase on the bike did not make the deadline for the show so they were not going to promote that at the CES show, and that gave us a little bit of time, which was perfect for me because it came a week after Ed pretty much had said, you know what, my dance card's full. So I was going to have to go back tail between leg, <laughs> and uh, things worked out. So I'm happy for that. I'm also happy that I've got a cool client, a Pioneer, because even if the bike wasn't ready, it's like, no problem. When it's done, let us know. So they've been patient with us, and now that bike... Uh, for all the right reasons, has found a home. It's a natural home. That bike is going to be given away at Roadkill Night Event in Pontiac, Michigan during the Woodward Dream Cruise. And I'm so excited about that because not only do I love the Roadkill Rub, but I love the fact that that's going to give us some great exposure for all of us mini bikers. Not to mention the fact that it's in a great town for mini bikers. Right, Ed? All those guys are into mini bikes yeah, in Detroit. A lot of guys out there with yeah, it's big in Detroit, man. Yeah, and they like are, to go fast. These guys are going at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're roadkill. Uh, impressive, guys. some stuff. So uh, I'm excited about that for the Roadkill Nation guys that will be there, have the chance to win it. I'm I'm excited for the folks who live in Detroit who'll have a chance to come out there and amongst all these muscle cars, they'll be able to see one badass mini bike. I'm I'm happy for Pioneer because it's going to give them a lot of exposure. I can't wait for the social media posts to start happening there, uh, and then I'm happy for. For you and me, and Ed, to some degree, you too, for being a part of it, because we get a little spotlight on it. You know, when we built the bikes for CRC Industries, uh, two of them now, and now the bike with Pioneer, and then potentially another one, uh, it was nice for all of us because we got some national exposure, and we received thumbs up from major automotive accounts. You know, they, they use that mini bike to draw people to their booth. And like we had talked about, where people will run over the Nova to get to the mini bike, people were running over funny cars yeah. and, 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 and going by celebrities to get to the mini bike. So your bike, the one that you're helping us with with Pioneer, that's not like a typical Jake Moe build. It's kind of like, yeah, you know, that, that's more of a... It's more of an assembly, you know, do some custom bread. I'll have a little bit of a touch, but mainly that's going to stay how it is, really. Yes. I'll just, you know, I'll put in some subtle touches here and there, but nothing extravagant like the Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, what I was hoping to do is 
we'll, if anything, maybe we'll do that little, that spray on patina look. Yeah. We'll have David from uh, Roadkill come over and give us a couple little maybe suggestions, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll do that. Be awesome. But, but I want that to be a stepping stone to go back to the Jake Bow builds because cool. those are the bikes that are those those raw bikes that you're talking about bringing to the the yeah. Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. Those are Roadkill bikes. And if you recall, David showed up at the Mini Bike Show last year with his son. He loves Mini Bikes. <laughs> he was the one that helped us. In fact, we shot it here a lot of it. The Mini Bike Matt the Mayhem video right. on yep. YouTube. Uh, it was it was his his doing, and that gave us all some great exposure, like three million views on that. I think currently, so um, I'm excited about the summer. I'm excited about uh, continuing to work with you. Yep. And uh, you're going to be a part of anything I do until you tell me no. Um, what's happening with you, Eddie? Anything coming up besides the Windbird trip? No. Just trying to get stuff done at the house. How'd you make out with that new dog? It's not good. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> I love that dog. She, she loves you. Yeah, Loka, yeah. Loka, is that her name? My arms, man. They're all scratched up. It's a, it's a dog, man. Border collie. So you got the dog. You and the dog at the house. You still got 20 bikes inside the house? I tires on my mini bikes. She wants to bite everything. <laughs> let her, let Every her bite. Every time I, I leave the house, there's something new in the yard. I don't know who's throwing it in. It's or, her. There's toys I've never seen before. <laughs> They're all over the place. You got to teach that dog out. how to vacuum. <laughs> Wants to bring them in the house. I'm tripping over them. Tripping over her. Well, don't kill the dog. You just got it. And Man. I see that look in your eye when you come down here with that dog. You love her. One little terror, I'll tell you. Um, how about a couple <laughs> shout-outs as we uh, kind of conclude? I know that um, your son and... Courtney gave you a little bit of free time tonight. Let you roll out here. You can see how it's kind of set up. It's tough when you bring guests over here. They're either going to be bored out of their mind or they're going to be stuck in some little corner there. So yeah. I guess thanks to them for letting you out tonight. Heck yeah, yeah. They're an awesome you know, supporter for me. So uh, my son's always into anything I do, and Courtney's always supportive of me. Even, you know, sometimes it pulls me away a little bit. So, um, you know, she puts up with all my stuff, and I really appreciate that from her. Yeah, yeah she's... Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mentioned awesome. this on the other podcast. Yeah. Yeah, you guys got a, a nice little group there. How about some of your local guys up there that uh, you work with? Uh, yeah, just a shout out to my boss Cody for you know giving me a you know great opportunity to do what I love and um, just help me build my skill set and you know show me a lot of new things to take my skills to the next level. It's nice so, to have somebody kind of yeah. pulling you through, right? Yeah, yeah. Him and his wife, uh, they own the business. Both awesome people, and um, you know I couldn't thank them more because. Just helping me out a ton. Well, it's in Palmdale? and it's in Lancaster, yeah, What's right the next door. Place again? Yeah. Uh, Unparalleled Unparalleled? Customs, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah awesome. Uh, it's gonna be an up, up and coming shop too, so keep an eye out for those guys. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I think it's good for Cody too to have such a cool employer like you. Um, oh, yeah. You know, being a business owner at one time or two, um, it, it was so so helpful when you had like a solid guy. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to find good fabricators. It's impossible. You think about it, you know, you get really, really lucky. And then when you got them, you don't know how long you're going to have them, right? So how about you, Ed? Uh, I know you got a big fan base. Anybody that you missed last time that got pissed off? No. I don't think so. No? Uh, I've had a few people that have made some comments, uh, good, bad, and indifferent. Most of them have been pretty good. But uh, I want to recognize some of the folks that have been Joe's Mini Bike Reunion fans for a while. 
there's quite a few of them, so I'll make it kind of quick. But, you know, Marv, he was just out here. He helps out with the event all the time. Thomas in Las Vegas. Um, Ford, Ray, uh, Dennis Smith, good old buddy from North Carolina. A lot of these guys are, were not only watching the uh, podcast, but they were listening to it. Uh, we have some folks who chimed in. Richard White, thank you for your support. Uh, Darrow Johnson, Matt Lazorski, uh, Scott Lewis, Brian Amazzo. Brian bought my Hadaka back in the day. That thing's still running. I love that bike. Darrow Johnson, he, he befriended me. I told him about the bike reunion coming up. Yeah, uh, Corey Barnes. Yep. Uh, Cody Eastman, uh, Ryan Hoolgan, uh, Kalani Johnson, uh, Corona Irving, Linda Boom Boom, she's out there, Temecula Bob and David oh, Roman, Temecula Maybe Bob, uh, yep. uh, Gerald, uh, Mini Drag Bike Charles, uh, Ian Charles. and Eric Cordova, my main guys up there. Uh, just a few folks. Thank you guys for your support. Thank you for chiming in. We uh, we know we got a little room for improvement over here. You're probably really going to be pissed off having to listen to this nasally <laughs> voice for an hour and a half, so we'll make that better uh, next time, guys. I also want to call attention uh, to something that's kind of important to the folks over here at JMBR. Um, there is a uh, an ongoing battle to create awareness for scleroderma, I believe. Scleroderma. scleroderma. Thank you for helping me with that, Emmanuel. Uh, out here in Southern California, there's going to be an upcoming event on May the 15th. Uh, Sherman Oaks at the Van Nuys Sherman Oaks Park, I believe it is. Uh if you got some time, the Joe's Mini Bike be- a Reunion Gang is going to be out there walking. I think, what is it, a 5K? 5K. 5K? Shit, we can do a 5K. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, there's, we'll... there's a 1K rod if you can't want, if you don't want to do the 5K. All right. So, look, you're a little hungover. You want to do the 1K? Look, this is a good cause. Uh, it, it actually touches home here a little bit personally. So, we'd appreciate not only you being aware of it, but maybe supporting that. For more information, you can uh, check out the sclerowalk.org website for more information. And we're going to continue to uh, talk a little bit more about that as it leads up to the event. We're proud sponsors of that event, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. Uh, I'd like to thank some of the folks that uh, keep me going. I talked about my wife. She's in there. She made tube steaks tonight. How are the hot dogs? Pretty good? Were good. Awesome. Yeah, that's her own special recipe. <clears throat> Make my dad. Uh, thank you, Linda, for all that that you do. I want to thank uh, some of the folks that helped me with my event. Uh, we talked about Pioneer. We talked about uh, CRC Industries, Brake Clean. In fact, everybody's going to be getting some prizes later. I got I got a nice little package for you. We also <laughs> want to give away a prize package. This one's going out actually to um, Ian Cordova. All right. Yeah, Ian won a prize pack, and it includes some Brake Clean. It includes uh, some Mother's Polish, uh, buffing um, uh, microfiber towels, uh, some filters from Green Filter, a uh, copy of Roadkill Magazine, as well as a Roadkill Magazine bumper sticker. We've got some decals and a bunch of other junk that we're going to put to you. Uh, need your email address, Ian, if you could uh, bounce that over to us. I want to thank uh, the folks from Campbell Automotive, uh, Lisa, Tom, and Bill, for your ongoing support. Uh, they're located here locally in Montrose, so if you're listening on the podcast from Detroit, you're never going to see these people, but if you're local and you want to uh, stop by and get some good automotive repair work and maybe save five bucks on uh, registering your vehicle for the upcoming Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. Insert shameless plug here. October the 1st, 2016 CV Park in La Crescenta. I always like this little tag phrase, next to the dog park. I want to thank uh, Ian, excuse me, uh, 
along with my head cold, my mind's going, Aaron, uh, Aaron is uh, Emmanuel's son. At the end of the podcast, you'll notice a little drop-in character and a little uh, catchphrase. That's my main man in motion. He's a young up-and-comer JMBR guy, and I want to thank you for all your help. Um, guys, thanks. I uh, I thought for a second to maybe cancel this when I woke up this morning feeling so shitty, but I, I couldn't do it because I was so excited about having you here and seeing you again, Ed. Uh, we do this podcast every uh, every other week. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, Peter McGillivray. Peter's the uh, the head guy at SEMA. And although SEMA is known to be a custom car show mecca in Las Vegas, there's a there's a tie-in to this. Uh, they have a power sports section at the SEMA show in the South Hall, which is for mini bikes and ATVs and UTVs. And it's a burgeoning segment within this industry, especially the ATVs and the UTVs. They're going nuts. But I think that there's a catch, there's a there's a takeaway for us too, where we can maybe have a little venue and um, maybe we start making mini bikes. We'll be out there as manufacturers representing ourselves and get some of these mini bike kits out there. So SEMA, which also has that awesome cruise and SEMA Ignited, great backdrops for mini bikes. So Peter's going to tell us a little bit about what's happening at this upcoming SEMA show, SEMA Ignited, which featured the Battle of the Builders, as well as um, some shameless ass kissing on my end to try to get some headway there at the SEMA show for some mini bikes. So, hey guys, thanks for watching. It's Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. We were here with Jake Moe and Evil Ed. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. What's today's date, Emmanuel? Today is, uh, what, the 21st? So two more weeks on Thursday. We'll be right back right here. For more information, check us out. Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Facebook page and joesminibikereunion.com. And one last final blow to go. <laughs> All right. No allergies. Everybody stay cool. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Mini bike show.